Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, welcome to the Rosecast. I'm your host, Tim Kennedy Jr. With me as always, Alex W. Bradford. AB, how are you feeling? Winded down paradise. It's almost over. It's almost over. <laughs> what song is that? That's almost paradise. That's the theme song. Oh. I just put it's almost <laughs> over. How did you not pick up on that? That was obvious. How are you feeling? What, how, how do you, what do you think about the end of paradise? I couldn't be more happy, Rim. Why do you say that? Eh, it, it's just, there's nothing here for me anymore. Not, not, no. not loving what Bachelor in Paradise is coming with. The main storyline, the, the love triangle between the, the three hottest people on the, on the island. Now, I'm going to say, I'm going to refer to it as an island a lot. I know they're not on an island, but it's easier than saying at the resort. Sure. The three hottest people on the island, that love triangle is broken up and officially down. Dean made a choice. So once that was over, it's kind of, uh, there is a little feeling of what are we even doing here at that point? Yep. Uh, there was two episodes this week as usual, but thankfully we were only subjected to three total hours. It's pretty clear that the second episode was, I think even the producers were like, all right, there's nothing here. Let's just wrap it up. It's time to go. Home. <laughs> Let's get the, get the twins in here. It's not as if they were using it as a lead-in to some premiere of a new show. I mean, there were just like reruns of Blackish on after this. So they, they really they they just didn't even have enough good footage to fill another a second two-hour episode this week. I'm not gonna lie though, I liked it. Three hours feels a lot better than four hours. Let me just put it that way. The on Tuesday night when it ended, uh, it felt kind of like an early out when we used to get like half days on Fridays at school. You're kind of like, hey, this kind of nice. What am I going to do? I got some extra free time. <laughs> but anyway, um, let's get back into it. Of course, if you're a new listener, you can listen on Apple podcast. Please subscribe and leave a review on that format. We appreciate that. But it's also on a bunch of other Stitcher if you don't have an iPhone um, 8screens.com if you like to listen in a web browser for whatever reason. But um, let's get into Monday's episode. We'd love to. 
we got the aftermath of Dean uh, acting like, uh, as as internet likes to call him, a fuckboy with two C's. <laughs> and so Dominique, not, and Dominique B- called him a fuckboy. Yes, yeah, she did. She did. You wonder if they're like reading the Reddit while they're on, they're reading the Bachelor subreddit while they're on the island. Like, because <laughs> at one point they even called Robbie Rubby too, which is his nickname for reasons beyond me. But, um, yeah, Dean, so Dean was acting like a moron in the pool with Danielle right in front of Christina at the end of the last episode. Um, and Robbie, the next morning, Robbie tells Dean that he and Christina could see Dean and Danielle making out in the pool. And this this made Dean kind of upset. Now, we know Dean well enough now to know that he's not upset that he made Christina feel bad. He's upset that he got caught, A.B. Mm-hmm. Yep. What was shocking to me was Dean was surprised that they saw him. I mean, Rem, we're sitting here. They're at a tiny resort where, I mean, there's really like four places you could go. The beach, the pool, the bar with wells, or these cabanas outside. And all of those are within like 30 feet of each other. So they're all well lit. They're all well lit. They're all you can see. You can basically see everything from no matter where you're at. So at any given point, Dean, there's there's no situation where you're going to have privacy in that pool where Christine is not going to see you. There's a possibility that Dean is just dumb. That's very, yeah. that's within the realm of possibility that it isn't really, cause, you know, he's been caught on camera doing things that he didn't realize were on camera before. But even so, it, you did it anyway. I mean, whether or not you knew Christina was right there, you still did it in front of other people and in front of cameras. It, there's, there's really no, I'm not really buying that excuse from me, from Dean that, oh my gosh, you know, I didn't know Christina was right there. Like, you know, you still did it. It's in the community pool. The community pool, the gross community bachelor in paradise pool. Um, so anyway, Dean, Dean, you know, being the true man that he is, the stand up guy that he is, feels like he has to go talk to Christina. What did you make of this little uh, interaction between Christina and Dean here? AB, she tr- she kind of treats him almost like a teenage boy uh, who's not really mature enough to make a decision about what he wants to do. Kind of almost so self-centered that he doesn't realize when he hurts other people. What'd you think of the way Christina chided Dean on the day bed? Christina handled it like the queen that she is, Rim. Handled it really well. Basically, it, it became very clear that these two are on different, you know, different levels of intelligence, of what they're looking for, um, in maturity. And Christina was was no longer having it. Christina cried a little bit because she realized that, you know, it probably wasn't going to work out with Dean. I was hoping Dean would be the one that that cried. But unfortunately, his soul is black and therefore (laughs) he's incapable of doing so. Um, Christina comes. Christina had a couple good lines. She said, I don't deserve that. And she doesn't. Flat out. I, and Dean, one of Dean's many mind-boggling lines was, I don't understand how I can have the most amazing girl in the world in front of me, and yet here I am flirting with another girl in the pool. Uh, we don't know. Every episode, Dean says something where he's basically like, what am I doing? Christina's the best. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> Dean, there's no, there's no answer for the questions you're... <laughs> that are going around in your head right now there's no good answers you're making a bad decision he knows one it. that you'll one that you'll regret for the rest of your life would you go so far as saying that 
Um, I, yeah, probably. He might not realize it for a while, but he'll probably regret it for the rest of his life. Yeah. The most frustrating thing about Dean is not the actions that he's taking. It's that he sees that the actions he's taking are dumb. He he knows he's making dumb decisions, and yet he still does them every morning, every afternoon, and every night on this island. He knows. He knows what he's doing. He's still like, God, why am I doing this? And he just keeps doing it. It's like, all right, well, then we're, we're all... The adults watching the show here, Dean, are out <laughs> on you. <laughs> Let's move on to less important people. No disrespect to uh, Dr. Jonathan, a.k.a. Tickle Monster. Um, Tickle Monster and Jack Stone... Two kind of weirdo guys who are both more or less pursuing Kristen, uh, hoping to get her rose. Jasmine swoops in, makes out with Tickle Monster. She kind of likes it. Jack Stone says, hey, that's good for me. Hopefully Jasmine takes Tickle Monster out of the picture so yeah. I can get with Kristen. So things are looking up for Jack Stone. Things are looking up for Tickle Monster, the two kind of weirdos on the island. And then Blake shows up, AB. Do you remember Blake? Of course I remember Blake. We last saw him when he was bickering with Waboom. Arguing about comedy, what real comedy is in the driveway. I would say, if I remember correctly, that was like the low point in me watching the show where it was really like, what the fuck is going on here? You never want your claim to fame to be um, fighting with a guy who nicknamed himself a sound. No. That's not ever what you want to be, but Blake is that, and he knows he's that, and yet he approached Paradise as if he wanted to shed that label, but he couldn't, apparently that's all he could talk about. When I was re-watching this episode for note-taking purposes, AB, I, I nearly clawed my eyes out when this guy came down <laughs> the steps. And I think, and pretty much everybody in Paradise wanted to claw their eyes out too when they saw him showed <laughs> up with the jazz the hands. Diggy gave him? So Diggy gave him like a fake dap. Fake fake dapped him up and then he looks at the camera and fucking it gives a, this fucking guy look. Oh, heavy heavy eye roll. Yeah. Even more awkward than the amount of sweat he was going through. Now, I, that was kind of uncomfortable. You make fun of the guy for sweating. It's hot on the island. He's wearing a shirt. I mean... What's nope. wrong with sweating? All y'all are sweating. You're just not wearing any clothes. So just relax with sure. the, with that mockery. But what I thought what I thought was kind of uh embarrassing cringy if you will was when he he said this. Can I get my bros from my season to come have a man chat? <laughs> I mean, is this guy Man, did this dude <laughs> just <laughs> did this? <laughs> now that's going to hit with a very small number of people, but the people that it will hit with will be very pleased to know that. Um the guy, the guys in a season were like, "Dude, go talk to the girls. We don't really care what you're about. <laughs> yeah, we, just, we barely got to know you, and what we know about you, we don't like. So now nah, we, we don't really want to help you." The Blake and Waboom beef from Rachel's season was not one where it was like the house is split down the middle, like at one no. one group is on this side, the other group's on this side, or even one group's all on one side. It's basically everybody was on no sides and wanted nothing to do with <laughs> either of them. Yep. So Blake's got a date card, and here's who he talked to. Let's run down the list. Raven, not interested. She says, "Don't talk about Waboom." The girls, by the way, by the way, the girls are absolutely terrified of him, like coming and just asking for a little one-on-one -on -one time with them. <laughs> they want nothing to do with it. Not only were they terrified that he would ask them to go on a date, 
they were terrified that he would pull them aside. Just period. pulling them aside was <laughs> terrifying for these girls. Jasmine. This is his opener with Jasmine. Have you seen my season? Like, being on The Bachelor doesn't impress people who were also on The Bachelor. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's also, like, hey, I, did you see me on TV? <laughs> I get. I don't like when people call it their season because it wasn't. Oh, yeah. it, was, it was Raven's season. Like, Raven's the one person that can say, did you see my season? Like, Blake, it actually wasn't your season. You were terrible. Rachel. Such a, Rachel. Oh, yeah. Rachel. Yeah. 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 Rachel's the only one that can say, this is my season. Blake had such a minuscule trash part of the show i would call him just a side act he's a joke of what happened he talks to jasmine jasmine also tells him to not talk about waboom stop talking about waboom he talks to danielle l he says i just wanted a chance to be me and not be tied to lucas danielle says that's great i probably would say no if you asked me on a date he talks to Kristen again he's talking about waboom the banana incident then he talks to christina he says, he says, people only saw why does this guy hate Waboom so much? Every girl that he talked to said, stop talking about Waboom. And yet he talked about Waboom. That was all he talked about. It's been his problem the whole, the, his entire time we've, we've known Blake is he just cannot get over Waboom. I remember during Rachel's season, the the recap of the episode where he and Waboom both left and we celebrated the fact that we would never have to talk about those two again. And yet here we are months later, wasting time. So let's be done with Blake. Let's be done with Blake, but I'm stunned. Lucas didn't show up. Can can we, you agree with that? I thought they'd bring in Lucas. Yeah. I mean, what did he have a conflict? I mean, what is, <laughs> why would Lucas not, they just must seriously not have wanted him there. Yeah. Because he wouldn't have said no. But let's stop talking about Blake for a little bit and move on to Fred. AB, how were you feeling when Big Fred rolled down the stairs? That's our dude. That's our man, Fred. Big Fred, guys. Love Fred. Unfortunately, he's getting, you know, the short straw again. Short shrift. Once again, the short shrift. Why are you guys doing this to my man, Fred? Fred seems like one of the most legitimate people in this house, and you bring him in the day of a rose ceremony? Where he has to earn a rose? Are you kidding me? This is disrespectful of Fred. He's getting jobbed everywhere he goes. What's funny here is the guys from Fred and and Blake season were 50 times as excited to see Fred as they were when Blake arrived a half hour <laughs> earlier. So Blake's just like, oh, all right. He's standing right there while everybody's like, big Fred, what's going on, big guy? <laughs> what up, Fred? Um, but that doesn't last. The honeymoon doesn't last long, AB, because Diggy, in another classic Diggy one-liner, we need to get Freddy the fuck out of here because I was <laughs> comfortable being the only black dude. <laughs> and Fred, of course, gets a date instantly, and Blake's still struggling out here in these streets. Blake eventually settles on Kristen for a date. She says yes, but that's no surprise. Uh, you get in where you fit in, and Blake fit in with Kristen for that moment. Let's quit. You want to talk about uh, uh, Jack Stone? Speaking of hot commodities, Jack Stone had a little, had a nice little run there, an unforgettable life, lifetime memory little run here on the on the <laughs> resort. I, this came out of nowhere to me. <laughs> Do you know what that is? That is the Godfather's theme <laughs> <Okay>. from, <laughs> from wrestling. 
Yeah. All right. Again, we're talking about a two percent, one percent of our audience will understand. On the nineties were a wild time, Rim. In early two thousands, you can't have a pimp walking around. You on couldn't TV do that today. Celebrated. You couldn't do that today. Ho train. Followed by a ho train. An unbelievable unacceptable they would bleep that out if it were on tv today you can't have a hoe both words you can't have a hoe train anyway jack stone getting roasted for being a bad kisser behind his back because most of the people on this island are secret bullies and mean girls in particular yeah absolutely uh first off what do you think you got anything on uh, jack stone cranking out some exotic you know resistance band workouts the likes of which you've never seen he's like hanging off the day bed doing all sorts of crunches stuff you can't even dream of doing AB. <laughs> The guy's fit. No denying that. That's what's wild about this show. Even the like dork losers with the worst bodies on the island could go run an <laughs> Ironman tomorrow. I mean, I was there was a there was a scene where like three or four dudes were sitting next to each other, and I just thought, what would I look like if I were right next to Ben Z? Well, that's 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 the thing you don't realize when you're watching because they're all this looking the same. All these guys are fucking jacked out of their minds. They look good. So apparently Kristen, again, back to everybody being mean, Kristen tells all the girls that Jack Stone's a bad kisser. Um, Jasmine's like, all right, I'm going to find out. Jasmine makes out with Jack, says he's a good kisser. Then we move on to Danielle. Danielle L., of all people, gives Jack Stone some of that good stuff as well in the grotto. (laughs) Shout out to Jack Stone. She also says he's a good kisser. And then Raven makes out with him and says, okay, Jack Stone's a good kisser. Shout out to Jack Stone. This whole hilarious bit ends with Jack saying, I don't know why the girls are kissing me. It's a little sad commentary about the clickishness of this island that no one told him why they're doing this. But he does say, so who am I to get between them and the best kisser in paradise? Period. Listen, if I'm Jack Stone, I cut that clip and I leave that running on a loop in a TV in my house. So when guests come over, they can see. You want to see my it's like showing an old high school football highlight reel. Like, check out this little run I had on Bachelor in Paradise. This little, little afternoon I had. Don't act like you're not impressed. All right. Anything else on that, E.B., or you want to move on to this uh, double date from hell? Let's move on. Double date. We're going to be saying let's move on a lot, especially when we get to the next episode, folks, so bear with us. Double date. Dominique and Fred, um, super hot couple that I support with a lot of chemistry, and then Kristen and Blake, two people I dislike. Blake with a with a burning passion, the fire of a thousand suns. What do you think of this boat thing? You ever seen a boat thing like this? Yeah, you've been in Mexico. Have you been on a boat thing like this? This boat was like a lifetime game changer for me. Like, that's something I'm going to have to do in my life. And I didn't even know about it prior to this episode. It was like the boat version of that old white, like, spider car that Rob Deerdeck used to whip around. (laughs) (laughs) Barely street legal. Just going like, just going, turning on a dime and all sorts of shit. I do not understand it. They should. They needed to have seatbelts, like the kind of seatbelts that you put on when you're when you're in a, when you're going in a a roller coaster that yeah. goes up goes upside down and stuff. Like you got to really lock in, otherwise you might die in this thing. <laughs> that's uh, a bucket list boat. Period. That's a bucket list boat. Period. Uh, Kristen got a little seasick. Eyes were all runny. Mascara dripping everywhere. Felt bad for her in this scenario. Could not be a worse situation for Kristen. Like her or not she was struggling during this date. Yeah, but she was fucking bringing it on herself, Rim. 
Let me tell you something about this. She brought the salt water on no, herself no, into no. her own eyes, AB? Listen, I have contacts. Often when I get into water or get splashed with water or something, the contact falls out of place. It comes out of the eye completely or, you know, is in the eye somewhere else where it's not supposed to be and you can't see out of it. Uh. You just take it out and then you're fine. You still have one contact. Move on. So, wait. Now I got a couple questions. You can roll okay? with just one contact. You can roll with one contact. What's that about? You can't do Hell that. Hell yeah, I've d- I do that all the time, all the time. Your vision's not mad blurry. Yeah, it's blurry as shit. But you just move on. You're at this once in a. If I'm in this boat, I'm taking both contacts out if they start bugging me, and I'm fucking just rolling on the roller coaster boat. Oh man, contacts. I you know I don't even want to talk about this anymore. This is making my eyes water just thinking about contacts, man. Hard pass on contacts. You fucking you got poke around in your eye every day? Are you serious? It's no big deal. No big deal. What happened to Kristen has happened to every person that has contacts, and they've all handled it better than what she did. <laughs> just put it that way. All right, AB, our senior uh, contact lens correspondent. Uh, <laughs> anyway, disaster of a date. I'm glad it went poorly for Blake. That gave me that gave me uh, good feelings on my insides. Chris Harrison shows up though. AB, did you think he was bringing good news or bad news? It's never good news when Chris Harrison shows up, and it's not a rose ceremony. Never good news. He said it was good news though. He's lying. He said, <laughs> he said no more guys are showing up. <laughs> Uh, but one of y'all is getting a date card. Not only that, he did. Bump- okay, you're right. It was bad news. Chris Harrison goes, hey, I got good news. news. <laughs> he goes, hey, I got good news. Uh, this is happening. Also, the rose ceremony is tonight, which is not good news for anyone. You know what I mean? Like, if you're already locked into a rose, it doesn't matter when the rose ceremony occurs. It's only bad news for the people who aren't locked in. He basically told them, so no more guys are showing up, but also we're cutting the season a little short. <laughs> We're just going to move everything up a couple of days. <laughs> um, why did Robbie get the date card? Does that make any sense to you? He just hasn't gotten one, I guess. I don't know. This is what's. This is one of my big problems with the show is that once people fall into these relationships that are actually semi-serious, it's boring from that point forward. Yeah, I don't want to see. I don't want to see them on a fucking date. We've already. We already know that they're they're a couple. For sure, for sure. All right, Robbie and Amanda's date. <laughs> <laughs> there are a few things I want to talk about from this date. Number one is that Robbie obviously tells Amanda he's falling in love with her, which is the classic Robbie move. Keep in mind, on JoJo's season, he told JoJo he loved her on their first date, their first one-on-one. He was the first to say, I love you. So that's no surprise that. from Robbie. It wasn't just that. Robbie says he's never fallen for someone in this way. In it, fucking, hey, Robbie, we all saw you fall this way for JoJo, just a heads up. Yeah. he That's was a lot. He, he said I loved you, but he wanted he wanted to make like a clear distinction. Like, yeah. but this isn't like the other time I said I love you on TV. <laughs> on TV. <laughs> yeah. on TV when this I said is crazy. I love you someone else. Um, he also says I've not dated a woman with kids before. There's a quick little, uh, the first mention of Amanda's children all season, basically. He says, I want to prove to her that outside of paradise, we can have something long term. AB, do you buy Robbie's sincerity here? Do we fuck? I mean, do we like Robbie now? Is that is that where we're at? We're Robbie guys. Yeah, we're Robbie guys. I like him. Interesting. He's that friend that's a douchebag and, you know, does stuff, cringeworthy stuff, but he's overall a nice guy, I think. 
he probably means well. I'm not going to say <laughs> with full confidence that he means well, but he probably means well. That's pretty good for this. Yeah. Cocktail party. We say goodbye to Ben Z.A.B. Forgot he was here, honestly. He rounds up some shots for the boys, and then he decides to leave. You can say we forgot he was here, but special shout out to Benzie. He's a he's a good what a great. I'll go so far as to say he's a great guy. Ab sure maybe that's because we're dealing with Dean and Blake and Robbie, but Benzie seemed like a great guy. Yeah, he wasn't gonna get a rose anyway, but he still he's still left with class in my opinion. I really like Benzie. I feel bad that they made him the guy obsessed with his dog. But I enjoy Ben's. I would watch The Bachelor with Ben Z as the lead. What do you think? I hear a no I coming on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would not go that far. All right. I'd hang out with Ben Z. How about that? Ben Z seems sure. like a cool okay. hang, I'd hang out with Ben Z. Yeah. All right. Zero enthusiasm is through the floor for AP <laughs> on that one. All right. I guess I like Ben Z more than you like Ben Z. That's fine. Dickie and Dominique. Diggy knows Fred is the man, and that's what's got him <laughs> shook about whether or not he's going to get a rose. He's like, damn, Fred's big, t- big, big Fred's competition. here. Fred's had, I would say, two hours with her, and I've had, I don't know, 150 hours with her, but still, Fred <laughs> might steal her away from me. All right, 150 is preposterous. That's longer than the entire <laughs> show lasted. <laughs> but I know what you're saying. He's had a lot more time. But yeah, if Fred swoops in, Dominique gets the googly eyes, and you're you're diggy. I'd be I'd be nervous too. What did you think of this game that he made called Digging Deep with Diggy? I want your honest opinion on this move. A little corny, but a little hit the spot, saved his ass. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he followed the game itself was corny. Some of the questions were like, all right, dude, like, come on. Like, Dominique's like a notch below Beyonce. Have a little bit more, (laughs) you know, respect. Uh, But he followed it up with that heartfelt little speech. So I think I think that's what saved it. I don't think the game is what, like, stole Dominique's heart. Some of the answer Diggy's answers when she turned it around and started asking him the question. Some of Diggy's answers. That's what I think really. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were smooth. Prepared. You know. If she, I bet he knew that was going to happen. If it had that yeah. been me, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be fumbling a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like, I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> that said, these two kind of cute. I felt bad for Diggy once again. His glasses, it's mad human down there in Mexico, AB. You know that. Yep. Glasses were fogging up a little bit. That's never a good look. That's a tough look for glasses, guys, when they start fogging up. Makes you look like a, <laughs> it makes you look like an idiot. Still not worth going with contacts, though. A.B., what did you think about the way Wells revealed the Scallop Fingers origin story to Kristen? My opinion, it was a little, um, was a little deflective. He, you know, he was acting like Kristen should have known the story by now when Wells knew damn well that Kristen <laughs> had no idea this was going on. He's like, oh, you, no. didn't know, you don't know this story? Well, that's crazy. <laughs> the one that you've been talking about only behind her back on camera? Yeah, she doesn't know about that. Wells, every day, Wells, all day, every day, you see the mean girls snicker behind Kristen's bag, calling her scalp fingers. (laughs) (laughs) Of course she doesn't know. And here's the the thing. She doesn't even understand why they're calling her that. Like, am I correct in assuming that scallop fingers is kind of a play on that old salad fingers video from the early days of the internet? Do you even know what video I'm talking about? 
Yeah, I know what Salad Fingers is. Okay. That's, I mean, that's got to be it, right? And if Krista hasn't seen that video, it would seem like even less of an okay nickname to have. Yeah. Yep. Kristen didn't spend much time worrying about uh, the mean girls because she's too busy trying to juggle, I mean, the three or four guys that are come, that are scrambling for her rose. Uh, she's a hot commodity when it comes to the uh, cocktail hour, AB. Oh, yeah. You're a lot of dudes' best chance for a rose. Sure, sure. Which results in Blake getting a kiss, Tickle Monster interrupting, our man Jonathan also getting a kiss, Jack Sw- Jack Stone comes through with the swoop, I almost called him Jack Swoop, <laughs> young man gets his as well. She makes out with three dudes in succession, rapid succession. She's got a love square. She said it best. She's got a love square. And it's with the dorkiest crew in paradise, easily. Yeah, I mean, if I would rather have a love square with pick any... Barbershop Quartet. <laughs> Alrighty, B. The Dean... Dan, speaking of love... Um, geometry. I almost said geography. It's been a while since I've been in school, folks. Love geometry. We got a triangle. Dean, Danielle, and Christina. Before we get into it, AB, what was your take on Danielle's Nude-colored gaucho pants. You yay or nay on that atrocity? <laughs> uh, I didn't have an issue with it. Yay. Uh, you didn't have an issue with those. Okay, interesting. My opinion, and I think a lot of viewers' opinions, whack outfit for a rose ceremony. Everybody else come with a fire flowy dress. Meanwhile, Danielle looking like she's interviewing to be the principal of, the, of Paradise. Were they pants? You know, you don't know what gaucho pants are, my man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they were. Yeah, they were pants. You know, went down almost to the ankle, mad flowy, almost hammer pants. If you if you snip the elastic at the bottom, how about that? And it, uh, that's a good point. And it's especially weird coming from the girl that has been rocking the top dresses in the game for the past two years. Danielle, very hit or miss style wise. I mean, they call her literally the dress because of. I mean, yeah. The most jaw-dropping debut, most jaw-dropping limo debut, <laughs> probably, since I've watched the show. Um, but then sometimes she comes with, yeah, this weird, not paradise, I mean, style outfits. Just one guy's take on uh, dresses and gaucho pants and, and women's fashion. I'm with you. I'd forgotten what she had worn. I forgot it was those pants. Yeah. Until you said that. Thanks for backing me up on that. I appreciate it. Uh, Danielle basically gives Dean an ultimatum. We're getting back to the meat of the show here. It's not all about pants. If you accepted a rose from Christina, I would back off and we wouldn't have a relationship and I would move on. I think a respectable way to handle the situation. Go, Dean needed a goddamn ultimatum. It seems like every episode somebody's giving him an ultimatum and then he just kind of waffles and shits his pants and then we go on to the next step. He gets out of it. He weasels out of it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Or he makes a decision and then the next day is like, I want to do the other thing now. <laughs> <laughs> have his cake and eat it too. Dean apologizes for jerking Danielle around and he says, I'm going to tell Christina that I want to pursue whatever with you. Those are his words, by the way. Mm-hmm. AB, I got a little Dean rant here. Let's hear it. Butt in with your with your analysis uh, whenever you please. This guy, Dean, can't even look someone in the eyes when he's having a serious conversation with them. 
voice is all rattly, his thoughts are all over the place. He's telling a girl, I'm going to pursue a relationship with you, and to do so, I'm going to break up with another woman so that we can move on and hopefully find love. While he's saying this, can't even look at her in the eyes. Embarrassing. There's no emotion in his voice. There's no happiness in his voice. He's like, well, I guess I'll do whatever with you because you're hot. Durr, let me move on. I am thrilled that Paradise exposed Dean. Expose him! Expose him! <laughs> for the guy that he is. Not exposed him for being a two-timing scumbag, which he is. That doesn't concern me. That doesn't, that's, that doesn't get me too worked up. It exposed him as someone who absolutely could not handle the duties and the serious conversations that come with being The Bachelor. Well said. Well said. I want this man off my screen. You hear me? I'm tired of I want this man off him. my screen. Yeah. I want him off. Talk about a shooting star. He went from America's favorite, most desired Bachelor, truthfully, to reviled by Bachelor Nation in a few weeks and basically three hours of screen time. Dean went from good guy to, like you said, get him off my screen. <laughs> anyway, that's my Dean rant. This couple stinks. <laughs> they got nothing going on. They're boring. Here's Two the, hot people with nothing to offer. The thing is, I really feel bad for Danielle because I'm hating her too because she's lumped in with Dean. She seems like a really yeah. nice girl. Um, but yeah, I'm out on both of them. I want them both out here. Yeah, she's kind of gotten pulled into the negativity. I mean, she hasn't really done anything like horribly wrong per se. No. I mean, Dean's the one who's fucking up here. Um, maybe you can argue that maybe Danielle's not being super respectful of Christina, but that's almost neither here nor there. That's a secondary issue here. All you need to know about Danielle as far as being an interesting character is she's been involved in this major love triangle for as long as she's been on Paradise, and yet she's barely had any screen time talking. Mm -hmm. She's got nothing of value to say, not only to the camera about the situation, but even to Dean. When they show her and Dean talking, it's just like, so do you want to be my boyfriend? It's There's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing that we can grab onto with Danielle. And and I think that's the same thing we thought when she was on when Nick let her go early, we thought, is I think we think that she just didn't have that juice that he needed that you know, that the the spice to it. There's nothing there. It's just boring. That's a good point, A B. That's a good point. I mean if if Nick Vile is like bored enough by you on a date <laughs> that he sends you home when he doesn't have to, you know, you might not be bringing too much to the table yeah let's uh let's recap the end of dean and christina as we know it dean go after he's done talking with danielle christina was kind of like lurking off to this i don't know if you noticed this just kind of lurking off to the side in the woods yeah. <laughs> kind of like waiting for them to finish it's kind of weird dean tells christina that he wants to pursue danielle flat out Says, I'm not sure about entering a, you know, a serious relationship right now. Christine says, that's not what I'm asking of you. AB, the key here between these two is, is something that happened off camera. And that something is sexual relations, AB. <laughs> like, I would say 20 hours ago. You want to do a rough timeline of Dean and Christina here? <laughs> yeah. 
Dina, all right, Dean and Christina, they both come to paradise, instantly become the cutest, sexiest couple at the resort. Everybody is a fan of Dean and Christina. Mm-hmm. Production halted. Dean visits Christina in Kentucky during the, the days off. Big step. Production it's hot and heavy. Hold up. It's hot and heavy in Kentucky, Rim. Let's just make that clear. Can we make it clear? I mean, we weren't there. How do we know what was these going two? Down? Yeah, I mean, how could you not, Dean and Christina? These two, the, <laughs> Dean I mean, Christina, these, these, two. these two hot folks, <laughs> these two hot folks. You've seen them, Dean Instagrams. Those two, them two were hot and heavy in the streets of Louisville yeah. or wherever. Production, <laughs> exactly. production resumes. Danielle shows up. Dean's like, damn, Danielle is f- flames, and also I'm <laughs> Dean, and I can get any girl I want, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my shot. Uh, Dean flirts with Danielle. Dean and Christina on the rocks, of course, because mm-hmm. basically at that point, I mean, they were a serious monogamous couple after sure. returning from Christina's hometown. Yep. Dean begins waffling. Ego Dean says he wants to explore a relationship with Danielle. Back and forth, back and forth. Christina's, you know, lengthening her leash with Dean. She's like, fine, do whatever, blah, 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 back and forth. Dean, rose ceremony, gives Christina his rose. Dean and Christina spend the night together that night, A.B. At that point, this should have been bing, bang, boom. You're fired, Ed. This is done. These two are together. Move on, Danielle. Be gone. Dean and Christina, happily ever after. Decision made. The next day, A.B., hours later, the sun had not, I almost said the sun had not gone around the earth. The earth had not gone around the, no, shit, how does time work? The earth hadn't spun one time. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, You know what I'm saying. The sun came up and hadn't gone down yet in that time. I'll put it that way. I'm much smarter than that, people. Just so you know, I'm a big space guy and don't think that I don't know what days and years are, all right? All right, where, where are we at? The next day, Dean is fucking around with Danielle in the pool in front of Christina. The next day after that, Dean cr- tells Christina he wants to be with Danielle, A.B. This is a <laughs> preposterous. Dean is a joke, and I'm tired of this. And people say that Christina's overreacting, or Christina should have known that Dean was pursuing other relationships. That may be true, but at the end of the day... Hey, fuck that Dean noise. and Christina were... Beating, Dean and Christina were basically engaged in my eyes, and D- Dean's acting like an idiot. You were saying fuck that noise? You want to yeah. continue? <laughs> Are people really like siding with Dean and Danielle out there? I haven't I've been keeping yeah. as close tabs on the you know the Bachelor Nation, but People really are not on Christina's side here. Yeah, they're out there. I mean, obviously, they had a relationship coming into Bachelor in Paradise the second time. They had a relationship, and and he drug her along the entire time. Unacceptable. You know, if you want to take the side of Christina should have known better, maybe she should have. But how would you feel if you were Christina? Ladies, ladies, listen up. How would y'all feel if you were Christina? Would you be like, oh, I guess you made a decision. I'm okay with that. Or would you feel like you got played? Well, here's the thing. She handled it really well, too. I don't... She handled it well in the terms of she knew that they were in Bachelor in Paradise, so she didn't just cut off all ties with Dean as soon as he started waffling. There's other girls here. Uh, it, there's going to be other dates. She was okay with all that. But as soon as they hooked up and she got the rose, I think it's fair to assume that their other relationship is over. Agreed. The way this played out, A.B., 
I forgot who mentioned it to us, but there's the theory that the other during the break, the other bachelor people got in Dean's ear and convinced him mm-hmm. not to leave paradise in a committed relationship. That really, you know, that makes sense when you look at how this all played out. It does. And, and Dean, instead of leaving paradise as a sympathetic figure or maybe not in a committed relationship with anyone is now a villain and has no shot of being the bachelor. I do think he'll be back on paradise. So for some image rehab next season, what do you think? Fully agree. Moving on. We got to keep moving. We got a lot of texts to get to in AB's mailbag. So we got to get to those (laughs) Um, moments after Christina has her heartbroken Raven comes over to Christina to basically told her you should have known better. And you fuck. I mean, what was Raven's, angle raven who hasn't been there for christina the entire time you never saw raven like consoling christina she's was actually in the pool with danielle when they were when dean was fucking around on christina now raven wants to come in and act like a friend not beat it (laughs) beat it raven says you can't blame her danielle and christina's like i don't agree at all the the thing (laughs) the thing about this is the thing about this is, A.B., it's a silly argument. It's a silly discussion to have in that moment. Obviously, Christina is steaming mad. She just broke yeah. up with Dean like 10 steps away. She broke <laughs> up with Dean. If you want to be Christina's friend, maybe comfort her for a while and then, I don't know, drop the yeah. truth, drop your fake truth bombs like a couple days later. You don't have to come at her with like the girl you should have known, like Danielle didn't do anything wrong. You can't even cry over this. Like it was just <laughs> a little, it's too soon. It's too soon. It was too soon. What she was saying was not wrong. I can't disagree with anything she said, but. But you're not helping. You're not helping Christina no, feel better. Not at all. And you're not being a friend. A.B., Stay woke. This isn't worthy of a stay woke, but Raven's kind of mean. Like, I'd say really like Raven is not nice. Okay. If you just want to take stock of how she's acted this season, she did this to, you know, she's made, she made Christina's life miserable during what was already her lowest moment in paradise. And she kind of led the charge in making fun of scallop fingers. And she roasted every, pretty much every guy who wasn't Adam or someone she hung out with. Behind their backs. I mean, she, Raven was a big talk behind your back girl, and she kind of led the mean girl's charge, in my opinion. Agree or disagree? Agree. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. AB, stay woke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wells. <laughs> Wells. Um, 
consoles Christina, leave it to Wells to console Christina and give her that confidence boost she needs. He says, why are you fighting for someone who isn't fighting for you? Just a classic. It's the best. It's the best thing to say. That's what Raven should have said, frankly. AB, theory going around that they're trying to position Wells as a potential successor to Chris Harrison. That's why they're keeping him relevant with the they're not making him the bachelor. That's why they're keeping him on as the the bartender. What do you think of that? Would you be down for that? And also, have we talked about that before? We've never talked about that. I can see it. I can see it. I think they think of him obviously as a good character for the show, and they're going to use him going forward in some way. And Chris Harrison can't do it forever, but he can do it for a while. So, yeah, that's the only thing about it is Chris. I think Chris Harrison's got. 10 to 15 more years. <laughs> I was thinking too. Yeah. He's going to go until he's like, like when he gets to 60, he probably won't do it, but 55. Yeah. We've talked about Chris Harrison having the best job in the world. It really is true. I mean, what, what job would Chris Harrison leave bachelor for? Yeah. Like host good morning America. I couldn't be me. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't leave the bachelor for that. They'd have to triple my salary. And I think he gets like $50 million a year. So <laughs> Let's talk about the rose ceremony, AB. Um, I'm going to run through the roses and then drop some comments. Lacey gives her rose to Daniel. Glad that couple's not getting much screen time. Taylor gives her rose to Derek. Amanda to Robbie. Shout out to Amanda and Robbie. Amanda doesn't even kiss Robbie. I mean, it's so obvious what these two are doing. Oh, yeah. Did you notice when they showed Robbie... Right after he got the rose, they showed his job title, and it was like social media consultant or some shit like that. Influencer. Yeah, they've been doing that a lot okay. lately. He's um, Because remember when he first came on, they, everybody made fun of him. Well, no, it was actually Raven, once again, making fun of Robbie for saying that he was a social media influencer. Okay. Yep. So they've been putting that on there. Also, that's like legit his job. I'm certain that's his main income. His Instagram? Sponsored Instagram yeah. posts. Yeah. Raven uh, gave her rose to Adam. Dominique went with Diggy. Jasmine went with Tickle Monster. Those two, that's an expl- that could be an explosive couple. I don't think Tickle Monster knows what he's getting into there. I think he's just <laughs> trying to scrap for roses. Uh, he better get out while his head's still above water. <laughs> Kristen went with Jack Stone. Christina went with nobody, A.B., what did you make of Christina's little uh, speech? She's a sweetheart, Rim. Didn't change my opinion on her at all. I thought she would do this, handle it the right way, and she did. Bowed out with class. She said, in my next relationship, I want to be valued, I want to be respected, and I want to be put first. Three things Dean did not do. Yeah. When she left, she hugged her friends which included Raven, telling you once again that the Raven-Christina beef was blown out of proportion. She skipped Danielle, of course, and while she's walking to the car, our girl Dominique said, Dean made a huge mistake. Christina is an amazing girl, and I think he's really going to regret this. Couldn't have said it better myself, Dominique. So there's one person left to give out there a rose, but Dean wasn't about to left Christina the love of his life <laughs> to walk out without <laughs> saying goodbye. Uh, so poor Danielle had to sit there like an idiot. <laughs> AB, what did you think about the goodbye between Dean and Christina? Do you think it's really over for them? Yes. I don't feel like Christina's going to give him another chance. I really don't. 
I hope not. I hope not. I mean, her brand now is strong, tough, mm-hmm. independent woman, came from nothing, scrapped, how to make it in America, uh, you know, here for the right reasons, loyal to a fault. If if she lets Dean back in, that would be a quick way to turn Bachelor Nation against Christina. Absolutely. Danielle L., you know, at this point, it was almost poor Danielle L. She had to sit there while Dean, God knows how long Dean and Christina were hugging by the Tahoe. <laughs> uh, but Dean was worried that Danielle wouldn't give out her rose. She did. Dean accepted it. Fred and Blake don't get roses. I fucking love Fred. I feel bad about that. I'm glad Blake's gone. Those two were on the island for a combined total of maybe 18 hours, AB. Anything else on the rose ceremony? Were you surprised by anything? Nope. I'll play according to plan. Okay, well, in that case, let's talk quickly about Tuesday's episode. AB, did you watch it? I kind of told you. I basically told you not to watch it. I watched it. It was not much there. It was a fluff episode, basically, to get another night out of this. You can't have a fluff episode the second-to-last episode of the season. Here's the problem with with this concept. You have people coming in at this point of the season that have no chance to do anything. Like, how are these people going to have any relationships? They're just basically grenades that Chris Harrison is throwing onto the the cast that's already there to see if he can blow shit up. Yeah, and they don't. They're all dud grenades. They don't. They don't explode. Well, (laughs) this goes. This goes back to what I said earlier. If if a if a duo falls in love, get him out of there. Nobody wants Taylor and Derek taking up spots on the day beds, for God's sakes. You should have a huge roster of people waiting at the hotels, getting drunk every night at the hotel bar, and if couples form, toss them out and bring in like four new people. Mix up the genders. Who cares? The the couple, the show tries to position itself as being about love, and they want to get some marriages out of this, and that's all well and good, but the truth is it's not about that. It's about drama and trash and people getting drunk and fighting on the island in love triangles it's not about seven couples at the end of the show and we don't like any of them so in my opinion get rid of the couples on this show please <laughs> anyway um I, I had a note here i said this this episode was like d with dean and danielle is like the office after jim and pam got together if jim and pam were super unlikable <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> All right, so well, we're, done, we're then, done watching now. <laughs> yeah, basically. All right, a couple things I want to run down here, AB. I want to talk about Jamie for a little bit, um, and then I want to not talk about the twins. Spoiler alert. I don't want to talk about the twins. Mm. Do you want to talk about Jamie? We, Honest to God, we can skip all this if you want. No, I got nothing to say about Jamie. I just, I, I have, I, okay, I thought I had a profound thought about Jamie, but you know, Let's hear I'll it. put it out there. Well, here it is. Jamie's known for two things, right? She's known for having the nose piercing like Rocksteady from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Bebop mm-hmm. and Rocksteady, Google it, young kids, and being bisexual. Now, what's weird about being bisexual in this universe, AB, is in the real world, it's like a weird, out-of-the-box, fringe thing. Like, it's a unique trait to be bisexual. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. In the Bachelor franchise, it actually puts you in a box, Right. You're not just a person. You're the bisexual person. That's your whole thing. That's your whole being. Um, And it also kind of puts my mind in a pretzel as to how the roses would work. My head start to hurt when I try to figure out how the roses would work (laughs) with Jamie. Right. Like, so they alternate girls and guys 
giving out roses because presumably everybody from the same gender is playing for the same team, right? I by that I mean they're they're all straight. Yes. So if Jamie wanted to give this a little thought experiment, AB, if Jamie wanted to give her rose to a female, would she get to give out a rose on the guy's night? Or would they have her give out a rose? Because at that, what's the point of having Jamie give out a rose with the rest of the girls? Then the only thing in common is, you know, their sex, right? Not even, you know what I mean? Not their orientation, just their sex. You know what I'm saying, AB, or vice versa? How are they going to use Jamie in rose ceremonies? <laughs> Listen, you're thinking way too much into it. It was a well... It's, I it just was, thought it was crazy. It was a poorly thought out plan by the producers to get another storyline, and it was a bisexual storyline. It wasn't going to work. I mean, there's no other bisexual people here from what we know, so how, what would what would happen here? When, when she first came on to Nick's season, I compared it to that... You remember that Tila Tequila reality show? Where she no, but I remember you saying that, yeah. Shot at love with Tila Tequila or some shit like that, and she was uh, bisexual, so there were guys and girls there getting roses or whatever whatever she was giving out each episode. That's different yeah, because- Probably the, tongue rings. <laughs> <laughs> that's different because that's the concept of the show. You have people there- who are interested in in that? Um, so she had he, she had guys that were interested in girls, and she had girls that were interested in in, in girls as well. So it worked. This was just poorly done as they brought in this bisexual person and acted like she was going to hook up with a girl, but none of the girls have really. Number one, they're already all in relationship, and they haven't shown any interest in that. So it's just. It's just nothing. It, it was kind of like, whoa, look at this. This person likes both sexes. What's going to happen? Well, the answer is nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. I mean? <laughs> she, might, she might find love with a guy, I guess, but that's about the only situation that could possibly arise here. Yeah. That, unless somebody who had lived their adult life into their late 20s had some awakening, some eureka moment where they realized they were also, unless a girl, I should say, where they also liked females- Nothing was going to happen here. And not only that, the guys had the roses when she showed up. So she obviously is not going to take a girl on a date. Because <laughs> you know, let's say you take a girl on a date and you fall in love with her. You're, there's no way of you both staying on the show. Nobody's got a rose. You <laughs> Nobody's got a rose in this situation. <laughs> anyway, so nice try, producers. It's not working. All right, let's talk about the twins. So that's our take on the bisexual. We like Jamie. It just was never... Yeah, that was... Overblown. There were two storylines in this episode, and they were both overblown and borderline annoying. The next thing, the twins. Give me a quick twin synopsis, A.B. I know you watched that show, their spinoff show they had. I know you've seen them on Paradise before. Are you in or out on the twins? I'm a big twins guy. Oh, Emily and Haley, big twins guy. They're just, it's just hijinks. All hijinks with these girls. They add a little fun to it. Their show is nothing. The show that they had, which flopped <laughs> hard because it stunk, but it was it had some cute moments in there. They're, they're fun girls. These two fun. Okay, they're these fun two girls. have a very strong brand, AB, and that particular brand is repugnant to me. Okay. <laughs> They like we're coming here to fuck shit up and fuck shit up. They did AB AB. Okay, let's just run through this quick. This twins segment was the biggest waste of time 
since I've been watching this show. I've never felt like this show wasted my time more than they did with the twins run. The twins show up. One of them, Emily's like, I'm going to take Dean on the date. And then for 25 minutes, it was back and forth with Emily trying to get Dean to go on a date with him. Dean saying, Ooh, I don't know. she asked Danielle, well, can Dean go on a date with me? Danielle was like, if he wants to. And then she goes back to Dean and Dean's finally like, no, that was 20 minutes of my life that will never be able to get back. AB. The twins don't hate the twins because ABC is pigeonholed them into this, into this, uh, brand that they're in they give them a date card first of all they they send them in the day before paradise ends yeah. i mean what and the chris fuck knew they that do? too chris was knew. like have fun <laughs> have fun in there yeah throws them in with no chance at finding love and just to be the hijinks girls it's not their fault Okay, that's fun. Anyway, they came in here. They they annoyed Dean. They settled on Jack Stone and Tickle Monster. Jack Stone eventually backs out, which I thought was kind of <laughs> yes. a cowardly move. But at the same time, <laughs> I liked it. Cowardly. Also, what was bizarre about this? I mean, something I call stay woke here, AB. I call shenanigans here. It was like nine p.m. when Jack Stone backed out of their backed out of the date. Everybody, I think, had to know they weren't going to go on a date. So far, the date cards have been like, all right, at noon, you go on this <laughs> awesome thing, and then you go back and change, and you go out to dinner, and it's like kind of twilight or even still daytime at dinner. It was it was, it was, was pitch black when they were getting ready to go on this date. That, the day, that day was never going to go down, in my opinion. That was all planned for the twins to have, leave in a hubbub. Absolutely. Absolutely. But Jack Stone needed to sack up a little bit. Couldn't have handled that worse. Like a bigger dork. Yeah, of course he handled it like a dork. But the logic was... I I stand behind the logic. I stand with Jack Stone on the logic. Because yeah, you know what? I like Kristen. I want to I spend time with Kristen. I don't want to go on... You know, I mean, you shouldn't have said yes, obviously. But... <laughs> this episode ends with the, with the show trying to convince us that this has all been about people finding love the whole time. We got Jack Stone and Kristen. Dean and Danielle. Amanda and Robbie, Derek and Taylor, hot and heavy, Adam and Raven, Lacey and Daniel. Okay. Look at that list, AB. Do you like any couple on that list? No. That's probably because I didn't include Dominique and Diggy, but Dominique and Diggy, I think. I do like that couple. Yeah. That's, that's sorry about that. Cause we kind of, we talked about Jamie for a while and she's on the date with Diggy. We didn't even mention that. So Dominique and Diggy are still up in the air, but also not really like Jamie is, is Jamie and Diggy are not going to end up together. So Dominique and Diggy are probably the only couple we like at this point. And Chris Harrison comes in to end the episode to basically tell them the paradise is over out of nowhere. Is this how it usually goes, or is there usually a more formal ending to the show? I'm not sure. I've we'll have to. Someone will have You've to. You've never tell seen us a on, finale. No, you know, that someone's gonna have to tell us on the text line because uh, I haven't made it this far into a season. Speaking of the text line, let's go to it. We need to drop for AB's mailbag. How about this? Little crowd pleaser. Uh, all right. <laughs> AB's mailbag, as a reminder, uh, AB's mailbag consists of you, the listeners, sending in questions or comments. If you have juice, we like juice too, uh, to AB. And the number, you can leave a voicemail or send a text. The number is 773 234 7 7 
We got a bunch of stuff here, AB. We've already gone way too long. I don't want this to be an hour and a half episode. We're going to try and cut it down if we can. Uh, So we might not be able to get to all of them. Maybe we'll turn this into a little bit of a rapid fire segment. First question, AB, quick one. This is from Jada on Twitter. AB, I need to know, why is Ashley your favorite bachelorette? She's also Reality Steve's favorite. Why do you like Ashley? Ashley H. holds a special place in my heart, Rem, and you want to know why? It's because yeah, she that's was, what the question is. <laughs> it's because she was the first season I ever watched. Okay? It's not because she's like a stand-up gal, she great is, personality, well, conversate when the time right. I remember watching this show for the first time, and it was Ashley trying to find love on The Bachelorette. She made me fall in love with the show because she was genuine, the most genuine person that I've seen out of Bachelor Bachelorettes. And she actually did find love, and they have a great family now. It's one of the more real relationships the show has ever seen, and it's what I like about it. All right, fair enough. From the sounds of it, I would like uh, Ashley as well. Jada, thank you for the question. Next up, area code 469. This one is from Aaron. Uh, Sup, guys. My name is Aaron. All right, good job, Rim. You're really killing this hosting gig, Rim. (laughs) Sup, guys. My name is Aaron, and my area code is Dallas because that's where I'm from, but I live in New York. Shout out to New York. I was trolling Instagram just now, as one does at 3 a.m., and I discovered via Jack Stone's Insta that Alexis had actually been planning to send herself home. Jack posted a photo of him and Alexis, and in the comments, he explains that's why he didn't give her his rose, and says that it was an editing job that made it seem like he changed his mind because of the dead crab. I would love to hear what you think about this info. One, so many people are leaving. And two, why would they let Alexis leave when she was moneybags emoji? (laughs) Three, do you even buy it? Because Jack seemed pretty into Kristen later that night. AB, what do you think about this alleged rumor that Alexis was going to send herself home? I don't buy it. Alexis seemed like she was having a good time in paradise. and It wasn't because she was with any guys or anything. She was just having a great time there. So I don't know why... That episode in particular, she would have chose to leave when all her friends are there and she's having a great time. I don't buy it. Here's the Jack Stone Instagram comments to he was talking to someone else who commented. He said, it's a TV show. She was already sending herself home, which you didn't see. She wasn't an option. Sucked. And then another comment. Yeah, that's what they do. It's TV. That's the thing, (laughs) though. About like Dean, Dean's been apologizing or, you know, spin zoning everything on his Instagram before the episode and what Jack's doing. But we actually have you on tape saying you're not going to give the rose to her because of the crap. That's not a producer mashup. That's you actually saying it. And then that's what happened. All right. Uh, Thanks for the text, Aaron. We appreciate it. Next up, area code 631. Shout out Long Island. Uh, Yo, dudes. Love your pod. Thank you. On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being rock of love. Pay attention to here, AB. This is good, well-written, well-thought-out question. I got it. 1 being rock of love and 10 being flavor of love. How diverse do you think Peter's season of The Bachelor will be? You think those interracial couple friends are going to show up this season. I'm calling shenanigans on it all and say ABC will go back to the days of one token black contestant and one token non-black, non-white contestant per season. What do you think, AB? First of all, 
I'm very familiar with Rock of Love and Flavor of Love. In fact, I own a Flavor and Love DVD box set. (laughs) So love that question. I think it'll be somewhere. (laughs) I think it would land somewhere in between, maybe like a a five. I think it'll be less diversity than Rachel season, but I don't think there's any going back to what it was previously. I don't think you can go back. At this point, if you're ABC, you got to have more diversity on there. And I think they're going to. Yeah. Um, keep in mind, too, uh, Peter has a bunch of black friends, y'all. That might play a little role in it. That's what makes me think it's going to be more. It's going to be higher than a five. It's going to be closer to flavor of love. Um, but I think they'll I think if Peter is a bachelor. Now, the thing about Peter being the bachelor is we're standing by reality. Steve, who reported that our last episode, we talked about we did a whole bit on whether and on how Peter will be as the Bachelor. We're not even entertaining other options right now. But Mike Fleiss, the producer uh, and creator of the show, apparently, is is jerking everybody around on Twitter. We say don't pay attention to that. Don't pay attention to Mike Fleiss. We're standing with reality, Steve. Peter's an ex-Bachelor, period. Here's an interesting thing, though, Rim, that goes with the Peter might not be the Bachelor thought. Um, they didn't mention anything about announcing the Bachelor on next week's episode or uh reunion and usually that's where they do it yeah so something must be off here rim if i were to guess it's not finalized yet i don't know otherwise they'd be announcing it i stand with steve i stand with steve (laughs) Um, (laughs) all right uh, a couple more texts here jenny from oakland who do you think was right, Raven or Christina? Speaking specifically about their fight from Monday's episode, I have a feeling we're both. We're, you're going to take a little cop out. They were both kind of right. <laughs> like I said, Raven was. She didn't say anything that I disagree with, but the way she was handling it and the way she was a friend to Christina was in the wrong. So I'm going to go with Christina was in the right. I agree. To me, it just came down to if y'all want my opinion. It came down to wrong place, wrong time, wrong attitude for Raven. That's three strikes. You're out of here. Thank you, Jenny, for the text. Next up, area code 973. Remember the rumors that Bachelor in Paradise would be canceled after the after the Corinne and DeMario incident? Can we all be honest and admit that this season should have just been canceled because it's been so awful? Oh, AB, what do you oh. think? Would you, would you rather this season have been canceled the way it's gone? If... Canceling it would have meant an earlier bachelor season than normal, then yes. Ooh, but I like that. That'd be a long time to go without any bachelor, bachelorette contact. Even though I don't like it as much, I'm still, I've still enjoyed the season. I kind of like that we had to sit through it because, like I mentioned earlier, it exposed Dean for being an incapable, incapable of taking the reins of the bachelor. Next up, area code 469. Interesting text here, AB. Anna from Dallas. Do you think that Dean knows he fudged up? Shout out to you for not swearing like we do. I think he chose D'Lo because she's super hot, in quotes. But also in his mind, he thinks that she wasn't opening up to him because Christina was still in the picture. Does that make sense? So he he's probably thinking Danielle is waiting until Christina leaves for, for her to kind of really get open up to me. Do you think he will come to realize sooner or later that she's just a, a shiny doorknob? Never heard a person described as a shiny doorknob. P.S. Gohawks. A.B., what do you think about Anna's question? 
I think that's a great analysis. It's kind of what happened with, I think, Nick. He he saw her in that dress. She was, you know, very good looking. But then eventually that shine worn off and there was nothing there. Agreed. Anna, thanks for the text. Uh, next up, here's a good one. AB, area code 917. This franchise has been around since 2002. In one year, they've managed to move in the direction of tanking, and it feels like they are more than one, they are one more scandal away from complete disaster. Chris Harrison is checked out, and they seem to be crowdsourcing whether fans like Wells for the job, like we mentioned earlier. The Bachelors rarely, rarely even stick it out with their picks, and the contestants get more Jasmine, Daniel, Ashley I, and less Catherine, Big Aunt, Blake K. Shout out Blake K, Asian Blake, as seasons progress. My question is, how many more years of televised content do you think this franchise, they give this franchise before they close up shop and go on hiatus? Doomsday here. Doomsday predictions here, AB. What needs to change so that it's not stale and formulaic? Thanks for biting the bullet and making this atrocious disaster of BIP entertaining for us. Uh, shout out, Kim. AB, what do you think? I can't envision a time right now where we'd be without Bachelor and Bachelorette because of how popular it is. It's just so popular right now that in the short term, I don't think it's going anywhere. But that being said, I could see them taking a couple years off at some point in the next 10 years, you know, um, kind of similar to what American Idol did. It was super popular. Then it eventually, once they, it, it was started being the same thing over and over and over again, they canceled it and now they're coming back with it again. So I could see them taking a, a year or two break and then coming back with it and it being fresh again. Um, that might be a that might be a while down the road. It, if they did that and then came back, can you imagine the hysteria surrounding that return season? Yeah, yep. Come back like the four, like Jordan wearing the four five. All right. Uh, next up, this is from Twitter. Uh, shout out to Gossip Girl on Twitter. I don't have long distance minutes, so I can't leave a voicemail. I'm in Canada. Shout out to Canada. Shout out to Canada. Big Canada guys. Number one, this is a three part question. Ab, what do you think of Taylor and Derek? Apparently, Derek dumped Olivia from Ben's season right before Paradise. We talked a little bit about this yeah. and said he wasn't going to go on Paradise because he was done with the franchise. But guess what? Guess who shows up? Derek. Do you think he's being genuine or just looking for his 15 minutes of fame? Taylor and Derek. Uh, I take it these two are actually falling for each other. I think that's a real boring ass relationship. I think so, too. If, you, if you're looking for fame, you would juice it up a little bit more. You'd yeah. stir up some drama, but they're just like off to the side being kissy. Mm -hmm. uh, number two, do you think the cast is bullying Kristen? Absolutely. It's unacceptable bullying. And it should be more of an outrage. I mean, I agree. They are bullying her. Like, I've, I gave a stern statement that these a lot of these girls are mean girls on this show. I don't get too bent out of shape about it because, number one, kids shouldn't be watching the show, so they shouldn't be picking up any cues. And number two, they're all adults here. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Kristen, like her or not, handled the bullying like an adult. She's like, oh, well, that's rude, and these people are mean. Moving on. <laughs> to me, it's just, if you're gonna if these people are going to be bullies on TV, then, like, let them be bullies. They're just being ex exposed for that. You know what I mean? It's not, I'm not like, I can't believe they let the bullying happen on TV or ABC family show. It's just like, let them be bullies. Everyone can see that they're losers now. Um, well said. Number three, 
I've seen a lot. This is not a, by the way, AB's mailbag gets a, a, a response from Rim every time. Just so, we, just so we're clear about that. <laughs> Nobody's asking Rim, but I'll, I'll give you my two cents. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you my two cents. Yeah, I'll, I'll chime in here. Uh, number three, last question from uh, Gossip Girl. I've seen a lot of black women on Twitter say that they are upset with how Jasmine is acting and that she is not a good representation of the black female community. AB, what are your thoughts? Is she feeding into negative, commonly held stereotypes? That's kind of the the whole problem with this whole thing with ABC not casting very many people of color. So the people that do go on there, such as Jasmine, are carrying the weight of the entire race on their shoulders. And it's like they're representing the entire race, even though it's only a couple people. Whereas the white people on the show have so many other people there that if there's a crazy white person there, it's it's not like, oh, all white people are crazy. But when you show such a limited amount of one certain type of people and that person ends up being crazy, it looks it, it, it looks bad. So, no, I don't think Jasmine is making black women look bad. Just like I don't think twin the twins are making white women look bad. I don't I personally don't look at one person on TV and think that's how the an entire race or gender is. Uh, well said. Analysis you can only find here on the Rosecast, given the makeup of our of our hosts here. And that means that Jasmine, she, I don't think she's feeding into negative stereotypes. Jasmine is just a crazy fame-seeking person. Yeah. She's, it, who happens to be of African-American descent. Who happens to be a black woman. But there's other yeah. people that are, have acted the same way she does. Good questions. Thank you, Gossip Girl, for taking the time. We appreciate everybody who calls or texts in 773-234-7794. Shout out to me. Yesterday, I tweeted out after the episode the wrong number. There was It was one digit off, and I left it up for like three hours. So <laughs> I'm guessing a lot of people texted the wrong <laughs> Whoever's number has a 673 area code with the same numbers got a bunch of bachelor text last night so sorry about that it's 773-234-7794 um but ab we got to wrap it up this has been a very long episode shout out to uh yelena from the bronx michelle christina jackie and julian and some others who texted in and didn't leave their names sorry we couldn't get to your text today but hopefully next episode um as always thank you thank you for listening ab it's september you know what that means? Sure do. What does it mean? It's to refer a friend to refer a friend month. Okay. I call it tell a friend to tell a friend month. You call it refer a friend to refer a friend, but the it remains the same. It's simple, Rim. You love the Rosecast. You have a friend that loves the Rosecast. You tell that friend to tell their friends to sign up and subscribe to the Rosecast. It's simple. Sounds easy enough. Yeah. In any event, thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with us through this Bachelor in Paradise season. Uh, we've only got one more episode to go, and then we're on the downhill slide to The Bachelor. So we appreciate it.
Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.